Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Numbers Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for joining me today. I am continuing the discussion for this audio feature of Optional Opinion. Today, I'm going to be covering Microsoft and the games that they showed at E3 and kind of some of their reviews that happened to them. Now, not all the games on this list, because they had a pretty big showing, are going to be reviewed. But I will be talking about the ones that did get reviewed and talking about how they averaged out. Now, they did show the Xbox One Slim. They did show a controller that you could custom make with different colors and some extra features. But those won't be included in this discussion. So join me as I run down the games that they actually show. So after the Xbox One Slim, they show Gears of War 4, some DLC content for Killer Instinct, Forza Horizon 3, ReCore, Final Fantasy 15, The Division DLC, a Minecraft update, Inside, and then they went into a montage for their indie showcase. Games like Cuphead, Outlast 2, Deliver Us the Moon, Flint Hook, Far, Slime Wrangler, Shadow Tactics, Figment, The Culling, For the King, Beacon, Stardew Valley, Hand of Fate 2, Below, Raiders, Bloodstain, Ukulele, and Everspace. They did win the two We Happy Few, Gwent, which is a card-based game from The Richard 3, Tekken 7, Scalebound, and I will say that Scalebound ended up getting canceled, and Sea of Thieves. And they ended the show with uh, State of Decay 2. So out of these games that they showed, because they had a very strong showing, there was actually eight titles that I was able to find reviews for. And I gotta say that uh, for Final Fantasy 15, that one was also showed at Sony's conference for a little bit. So that won't be included in the Sony's discussion when it comes to that. So, hey Microsoft, how do your games do? Well, let's see. Starting off with Gears of War 4, which was released on October 11th, Destroy Toy gave it an 8, Game Informer gave it a 9.25, GameSpot gave it a 7, IGN gave it a 9.2, and Polygon gave it a 9. So it averaged out to an 8.5, and Gears of War 4 is a really good game. It really holds up as Game of the Year for Xbox One, but it had a lot of competition on that system. Definitely with this next game, Forza Horizon 3. But before I get into Horizon, I gotta say, I did enjoy myself with Gears of War 4. I like the multiplayer that they offer with the horror mode. Um, I think one of the, uh, the weakest suit is the story for this game. It feels like it's kind of disjointed and it lost its way. It kind of lost its focus because of how part of the game is. But overall, the shooting was fantastic. Love cutting up with the chainsaw. The new, the new weapons that they introduced really wasn't what I expected, but it was okay for uh, what they had to offer. But like I said, Forza Horizon 3, man, that is a really, really good game. Um, it was released September 27th, and Destructoid gave it a 9. Game Informer gave it a 9.25. GameSpot gave it a 9. IGN gave it a 9.5. 
Polygon gave it an 8.5 and it averaged out to a 9.1 which is really really good and for those who still have the game and still playing it they just announced some DLC for Hot Wheels so really guys you should really get into it um, I had fun playing this game and I enjoyed it it's very arcadey and it continues to sell very well it kind of almost in a way kind of replaced the Halo and Gears of War franchise as uh, you know one of Xbox leading titles um, but not like this new game that I was so hyped about but there because of some of the flaws that was in the game it was kind of a big letdown which is Recore which was released September 13th and Destructoid gave it a 4 Game Informer gave it a 5.5 GameSpot gave it a 6 IGN gave it a 7.3 and Polygon gave it a 6.5 to average out at a 5.9 which is understandable there was a lot of problems with this game definitely with the loading I had a long time like when I would start the game it would take forever just to load even to get into the title screen and then it would take long too low and get into the game even after I die it would take a long time going to different places then they did end up patching it but the low times by then and then half of the content is not even there like we still haven't got any of the DLC that they promised and now there's supposed to be a definitive edition but I don't know when that's coming out I don't know if they're going to be adding that content um, you know, they took out like a whole nother area with a whole nother robot that we were supposed to get and we never did. Um, I did get to the end of the game, but I didn't be there. I even felt like it was kind of average and hopefully, you know, if they decide to do a record too, cause the sales burnt up there, but I'll be, I'll be cool if they actually went in and did a sequel to it. Hopefully they do, but man, this was such a letdown. Um, I did enjoy part of it, so I, that I cannot deny. Um, but moving on from Record, Final Fantasy 15, which also released on PS4, uh, it released on November 29th. Uh, Destroy Toy gave it a 9, Game Informer gave it an 8.5, GameSpot gave it an 8, IGN gave it an 8.2. Polygon gave it a 9 for an average of 8.5, which is not bad after the disappointing Final Fantasy 13. Um, a lot of people, some people, well, I won't say disappointed, a lot of people like it for what it was. A lot of people had a lot of problems with it, felt it was too linear. Um, for me, definitely, I enjoyed the game, but I didn't like the two party system that they kind of have up to a certain point. Um, it just wasn't working for me, and I just, I didn't finish the game. I do want to go back. I'm still kind of grinding, trying to get everything, because, like, once I move past that part, it's going to take me a long time trying to get everybody up. So, um, but Final Fantasy 15 is a very good game. A lot of people did enjoy it. It seems like it's not too long. Like, it probably would take you two weeks to beat. Um, depending on how much you invested in some of the combat they said it was okay but it could be better and they did patch a lot of those things up uh, so like Final Fantasy 15 is so like I think over a million and they did really good wonders for Square Enix with the numbers and stuff so I'm um, like it's good to see that they back on track I kind of do love the characters now I will say Kingsglaive the movie you might want to rent it if you're interested um buying it i'll probably say wait for a sale 
for it maybe for ten dollars on amazon um it's good the animation is is great it's you know really top notch but the story is completely like boring like it does nothing which i think is good but the story is just a jumble mess so um Going down, skipping the deal, uh, the Division DLC, the Minecraft update. Um, Inside, which was was released on June 29th, first on Xbox One. Um, it is on PlayStation. It is on PC. But uh, it released exclusively on Xbox One by PlayDead. Uh, Destructoid gave it a 9.5. Game Informer gave it a 9.75. GameSpot gave it an 8. IGN gave it a perfect 10. And Polygon gave it a 9.5 for an average of 9.4. This is one of the highest rated um, indie games compared to Shovel Knight, which also rated really high. Like Shovel Knight kind of got like perfect tens also. Um, but inside for a lot of people took game of the year, beautiful graphics, and people just completely enjoyed it. Um I do have it. I'm in playing it on PS4, and it's a fun game. I just there are some things that I kind of do have some problems with it, but I'm completely fine with it. I could get over it. Um, Cuphead has it came out, so I'm waiting for that. Outlast 2 from this recording has been released. Came out on April 25th of 2017. Destructoid gave it an eight. Gamespot gave it a seven. IGN gave it an eight point three. Polygon gave it a 7.5 for an average of 7.7. Now, I will want to let people know that if you do decide to get the retail version, it's called Outlast Trinity. Um, it comes with Outlast, Outlast, uh, DLC Outlast, uh, Whispering something, or um, I think Whispering Hearts. I think that's the name of it. And then Outlast 2 for like $40. Um, so do check that out um, I haven't got it yet um, I'm very interested in getting this game And playing it See how scary it is um, The next game uh, I want to go with is Flint Hook Which was released on April 14, 2017 Destructor gave it an 8.5 And Game Informer gave it a 7.5 For an average of an 8 It is kind of a Metroidvania on a ship pirate thing where you jump around and fight enemies with the hook and um it you can slow down time and you can shoot enemies it, it's a really cool looking game like 8-bit sprite based uh 2d playing um i know i need to pick it up um i i'm wondering what system i should get it on i think i'm gonna go with xbox one for this one um but i shall see but it you know for a new ip it is really good and they even got a limited run of being it on uh, on a, uh, a physical copy. Last but not least for this discussion was Ukulele, which was released on April 11th. Destructoid gave it an 8. Game Informer gave it an 8. GameSpot gave it a 6. IGN gave it a 7. And Polygon gave it a 5.5 for an average of 6.9. And even though it gives that old retro feel of rare games like Ducky Kong, it had a lot of problems from what I hear with the camera. And the story is ho-hum, it's okay. Um, but there's just some things about it that it needs to be patched. So it's kind of weird. Now, I will like to say that we have a few um, got uh, early assets on Steam, but I haven't played it. Like I said earlier, Scalebound has been canceled. Tekken 7 is coming soon, but it wasn't out by the time this episode comes out. So, out of the eight games, um, the total average for these games is an eight. 
which is not bad uh, it seems that uh, for a lot of the conferences besides like ubisoft i think like 7.2 was what i said last time like it, that was kind of the lowest most of these games in the conferences uh that they've been shown has been around an eight if you want to look at it and this is probably will change as more games will come out if i go in and finish the list of games that you know when they come out and i update it the total average will probably actually jump up so we probably gonna have to wait to see what uh what they show now i will say this i'm going to be surprised to see what microsoft actually offers when it comes to um this e3 what games are we going to show of course they got xbox scorpio uh, coming out so some of these games that's on this list might actually make it out for 2017 where we could actually see how they look and get some release dates and hopefully when those release dates comes um i could actually add it to a score but because they're coming at a later time at this year's e3 if they're not out by this year's e3 then i will probably update some of these and just do once uh discussion talking about the games that did go get updated to see if the average changed or if it actually went down so we should see about that but if these games don't come out before e3 then once it gets to e3 2017 um i will probably be revisiting this list again um and of course they're going to have new games that's probably going to come out this year and come out next year um so if they come out next year uh we'll probably be doing this again around the same time just to see how it all goes but yeah that was microsoft conference and i like i said some of the games that they show i did i did i really did enjoy um ukulele i'm still waiting on to get uh i'm uh flint hook like i said i need to pick up um like i said i might get that on uh xbox one outlast 2 um, I am going to get it, uh, the physical package, uh, inside of, like I said, I got that on PlayStation 4. Actually, Final Fantasy 15, I have on Xbox One. Record and, Fire, uh, Force Horizon 3 and Gears of War 4 are also on. Um, I own the physical copy, I don't own the uh, digital copy. Which was actually cool that they announced that if you buy the digital version of Microsoft games, that you get them on also on your PC. So just, uh, I, know, I know I didn't do a rundown, kind of like everything on the other episodes, but to give you a total everything, Gears of War 4, average a 8.5, Forza Horizon 3, average a 9.1, Record, average a 5.9, Final Fantasy 15 average a 8.5, Inside average a 9.4, Outlast 2 average a 7.7, Flint Hook average a 8.8, and Ukulele average a 6.9, like I said, for the total average of an 8. So, um, thank you guys once again. I do have two more next episode. I will be talking about uh, Sony and then I will be ending this with Nintendo and I'll probably end up doing a, like a final rundown of all the shows and their total average that they had just to remind you. So to let you guys know the music that was used in this episode. The first track was Tyrese Floating Leaf by Bob42JH Blazo Natural Green I am Pete Rockfin Blazo Fresh Orange Drops 152 Emancipator, Lionheart 2006, Mel, uh, Molly uh, Kaka, M-A-L-Y-C-O-C-K-A, 
And this last track that is playing is A Your I Miss You by You Sim. Y-O-O-S-I-M. And this one, I Miss You, is a tribute to New Jabez, who originally did this song. So, I will see everybody next time. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatRetroCope. You can hear more of Optional Opinion at the Nominous Radio Network.Podby.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. And you guys can email the show at MyOptToComment at Yahoo.com. I want to hear what you guys thought of Microsoft's E3 press conference and what you think of some of the games that you actually picked up that they show. I would like to hear what you guys were rated, what you think about it, if you had some fun, if you didn't have fun, do you agree with the review scores that these companies gave so until next time everybody i will see you later peace